For today, let's turn to Second Chronicles chapter 26 and spend just a few moments to think about Godly King Uzziah. Godly King Uzziah, I call him the prayer warrior king, and I like Uzziah. I like him a lot for reasons that I gave at the beginning with Dr. Cairns and uh, that uh, prayer talk that he gave, one of the first on Sermon Audio. But there's another reason why I like Uzziah. I see Uzziah as, yes, he was a prayer warrior king. He started out very young when he was just 16 years old, and he was one who is marked as seeking the Lord early on. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. And verse 5 says, He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. He was influenced by the godly Zechariah. And godly people do influence other of God's people to seek the Lord. I think that is pretty self-evident. It's obvious. If you're around godly people enough, you yourself will want to seek the Lord. I wonder if that's a little bit of what is happening here in our united prayer call. I, I tell you what, and this is not to flatter or to inflate, but you all, some of you all are some of the, the, the most, I mean, the most godly people that I probably know. I mean, there's lots of godly people in, in my life. But, I mean, for the most part, we're just lay people. But I tell you what, it just, um, my heart gets really, really encouraged with uh, some of you folks. And that's the way it's supposed to be among God's people. God's people are so funny. We we can discourage one another. And yeah, we don't we don't realize that we're doing that. But it's so it's so funny. Wrong funny. We could be in churches and, and we can be an actual discouragement to one another. It's not the way it's supposed to be. So I, I just I guess I thank God that you are having the influence on me like Zechariah was having on young Uzziah. He sought God in the days of Zechariah. He had understanding in the visions of God. This is simply to say that he knew God's revelation. He knew God's word. That's all it means. Don't Don't go off into these weird things about seeing things and we're talking about the revelation of God. What can be more clear than God's own words? He put it in print. That's how clear it is. It's better than hearing it from a prophet because sometimes you can hear and years later you can just sort of wonder if you heard it right or you forget. He put it in print for us. Remember, the law of the Lord is perfect. And it's sure, making wise is simple. So thank God for those that have understanding in God's word and, and thereby 
make a strong impact on other of God's people, especially the young, Uzziah, 16. And you go, uh, and you continue to read on in this uh, chapter about the, the many accomplishments of Uzziah. And this is why, again, I've been so struck and encouraged by this king because we actually use this king as a very strong example for for the vault and everything that we're trying to do with the vault. Because you, you go on to read in verse 15 that Uzziah made in Jerusalem engines. That's a really interesting word to be found in the Bible. It just means machines. He made in Jerusalem engines, and they were invented by cunning men to be on the towers and on the bulwarks, basically to shoot these great stones and arrows. You can just imagine these huge machines, catapults, and, you know, you, you can just imagine just how, how fascinating that must have all been. But what was going on is that because of the godly influence of Uzziah, who sought God and, and was marvelously helped until he was strong, what it did, it, it actually inspired the very smart people that were all around him, technical people, technology people, to use their gifts to invent things for the kingdom. They invented these engines, these cunning men, men of skill, God-given skill. And that's what we've been very much trying to do by our presence there at Bob Jones University at the Vault. We use this as our guiding principle, a godly influence to inspire a generation to use their brain power and their giftedness to invent things for the kingdom. That's, that's the ultimate. That's the greatest thing. You see this chapter, it's filled with all these inventions and the buildings, and, and it was like the golden age for Judah. That's what we're seeking after. But it starts with a godly influence, which is why we try to embed our prayer meeting there at the school as well. So this king has a, has a, lot, of, um, a lot of love in my heart. But let's think about the law. There's three little, three little points. The law, the limitation, and the lesson. These are the points borrowed from Dr. Cairns in his prayer talk, but I'll just breeze through them. The law is simply this. It's a spiritual law. It's that verse in verse 5 that says, As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. That's a very powerful thing. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Now, we're seeking the Lord, I trust. As long as Uzziah sought the Lord, God marvelously helped him until he was strong, as it says there in verse 15. And Dr. Karen simply made the point that this is the law. It's the law. It's like the law of the harvest. You will reap what you sow. 
Spiritual prosperity depends on prevailing prayer. Those are his words. Spiritual prosperity depends on prevailing prayer. And that's what we have to just remember. You, we, we listen to a lot of things. I do too. We forget a lot of things. Just remember this. Spiritual prosperity depends on prevailing prayer. That's the law. What's the limitation? Second point. The limitation is also found in verse 5. It says, As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. There is a, a distinct limitation that is communicated in this verse. As long as he sought the Lord, and no longer. In other words, there's a limitation. As long as we pray, as long as we seek God, as long as we depend on God, as long as we fully rely on the Lord, that's what's communicated here. In other words, this requires something that's up to date. It means now. It means the praying that we did 10 years ago is, is of no use for today. Where we are today is what's important. And we may have been prayer warriors 10 years ago. We may have been able to scale the heights in prayer 10 years ago. But where are we today? Today. Where are we right now? Or maybe we scaled the heights a week ago. Where are we right now? As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. There is a distinct limitation that we read about here. And that comes with great application to my own heart. And that's what makes us hard, right? And by the way, when I say hard and labor and all this, I don't mean that it's an exercise of the flesh. I, I don't want to always have to put that disclaimer in, but it kind of goes without saying. We're not talking about anything that we can do of ourselves. We're just going to try harder and work harder and we're going to... No, that's 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 the flesh. That's the energy of the flesh. Boy, that'll run out really quick. When we're talking about seeking the Lord, we're actually asking the Lord to help us do that. That's that's really the the beauty of all of this. We're asking the Lord to help us pray. Help us even to seek the Lord. Help us to even want to seek the Lord. Are you ever there? The third quick thing is the lesson. What's the lesson? The lesson is simply this in verse 16. When he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against the Lord. And uh, afterwards you see that he did something he was not supposed to do, probably because of pride. 
And the Lord struck him with leprosy. And the end of his life, the end of his reign, how he concludes is as a leper, in verse 21, cut apart, set apart, living in a several house. A several house is just a a house that's sort of set apart. He was a leper. He was cut off from the house of the Lord. Cut off from the presence of the Lord. That's a very, very sad thing. Especially for a king who knew such heights in prayer. Marvelously helped. When you get to a position of strength, your own strength or perceived strength, danger. That's when pride sets in. Oh, friends, if it happened to him, it's going to happen to to any of us. We get a little bit of strength, pride, downfall. Because he will not share, the Lord will not share his glory with anybody. And pride is just the most insidious thing. His heart was lifted up to his destruction. That's the lesson. Never forget the source of our strength. Never forget the source of our strength. When we seek God the way we are doing now, when we seek Him, that is communicating dependence. This is a declar. You've heard of the Declaration of Independence. This is a declaration of dependence. We're depending on the Lord. That's what prayer is. You stop praying. By the way, we're not talking about this call. You're welcome to come off this call. Make that clear. Don't want to make this into some sort of a, a cult. But you stop praying generally. That is declaring independence. In other words, I got this, Lord. I mean, you, you don't have to say it that way. I mean, you're, you're not going to say that. But that's essentially what you're saying is, if, you're, if you stop seeking God and crying out to Him, you're essentially saying, that you have it. You don't need the Lord's help with this one. So, never forget the source of your strengths. One final thing that I'll just say, and that, that, that's really the conclusion, but one final thing is that, you know, in Isaiah 6, so Isaiah was a contemporary of Uzziah. Isaiah must have been a very old man, a very old prophet at this time, because Isaiah was around during Hezekiah. Right? Which was, you know, a couple of kings before. Or, sorry, Jehoshaphat? Jehoshaphat, sorry, Jehoshaphat. I think I'm getting my names right. It's all kind of blurring together. Anyway, in Isaiah 6, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne. I'm sorry. I'm going to get this right because this is bothering me. Yes, Isaiah was contemporary of Uzziah. He was a contemporary of Hezekiah, but that was years later. So so Isaiah must have been young here. He must have been young. Hezekiah was years later. Remember, Hezekiah and Isaiah had that very important prayer meeting. But in Isaiah 6, so Isaiah must have been a very young prophet. Isaiah would have grown up knowing that this Uzziah was a godly and prayer warrior king. He must have known that. So in the year that King Uzziah died, 
must have been a very sad experience for Isaiah. I, I could only imagine. It's like when King uh, Josiah died, way later on, Jeremiah was in tears. He was grieving and he wept, he lamented over the death of good and godly King Josiah. When good people die, it's a sad thing. Well, in the year that King Uzziah died, what did Isaiah say? I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. I think that's significant to me because I can only imagine that Isaiah would have um, looked up to Uzziah and seen him as a, as a good, good king for the most part. Sure, he ended it the way he did, but for the most part. But you know what? His eyes were not on Uzziah. In the year that King Uzziah died, as sorrow-filled as it was, I saw the Lord. I looked up higher, and I saw the Lord. I love that. No matter how much we respect one another on this call, or how much we think one another is, you know, so great or whatever, get your eyes off of people. They're going to disappoint you at some point. Uzziah disappointed. See the Lord. Look above that. Go above the hairline. Look above. See the Lord sitting on his throne, high and lifted up. So may this prayer call be useful to get our eyes onto the Lord. Amen.